This is Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are currently listening to Marking Out. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 496, and we thank you for listening to our online listening experience in podcast form. Uh, several ways you can listen is on all of your major podcasting applications, including Spotify. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Spotify now, so if you're listening on that platform, Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Like our videos. We still continue to wear your masks regardless. That's one. And that is on a shirt at our Pro Wrestling Tees store, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Big summer sale. Going on right now, so it came and what? went. Can't even. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah we... it's a, it ended uh, on the sixth. That's today. Yeah. So it ended in. Uh, no, it goes to Central Time. So it ended as of recording time. It ended an hour and a half ago. No, well, thirty minutes ago. Thirty minutes ago, but yeah, yeah. you know who's counting, right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> prowrestlingtees.com/slash/marketout. Email us at marketout one at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Um, Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, may or may not be here later on. So go check him out. But we're also here with our social media influencer, Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. I just laughed as you said social influencer. And, okay. uh, and and then brand at the same time because Brandy is is apparently a social influencer. Yeah, and there's other people. I thought you were talking about your brand, the BTTG brand. No, I just think it's funny that like DJ Brands. I, I just this is the first time I'm hearing of her being a social influencer, and it's like. But every single professional wrestler is a social influencer. Yeah, but not uh, not if you don't say you're you are. <laughs> but they are, regardless. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. You that's get two. paid. Pro says Mark out. Yeah, and I, I I still I hate those those stupid forced tweets that are like, "Hey man, I love this this product." Hashtag ad. It's like okay. Yeah, well, calm, they're getting they're down. getting paid or they're getting something out of it. Yeah. You know, if, if you got if Taylor Swift said, "Hey, Brandon." I have a, a vinyl copy of my album. I want you to post a picture on it for on Instagram for all your social media followers. I'll give you a free copy of it. Brother, all you have I, to do is make that an ad. I'll do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, but still. I'm terrible at advertisements. I, I would hey, Brandon, through... you've been cooking a lot in the kitchen this week. Use our hot sauce and post about it on your social media. We'll give it to you for free and send you a couple bottles extra. Hey, all guys, do... I used this brand new hot sauce out. Just absolutely disgusting. Don't check it out. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Yeah, fine. Do that. <laughs> so what have you been cooking in the in the kitchen this week or doing? Not much. I uh, I had three pounds worth of, of steak, flank steak. It was delicious. Um, marinated in some honey, some soy sauce, etc. 
Uh, I also had, I, I grilled up corn. I had a you, bunch of corn to grill up. You've never grilled up corn before? It sounds like uh, you've no, never grilled I, it's corn. It's been a long time since I've grilled corn. It's great. A long time, yeah. Last week I, I did the, the corn pizza gimmick. I just used one cob of corn, but this time I finished them and put them on the grill. Nice. And then, yeah, and then I put some elote seasoning on one. Okay. So it was good. But that's really nothing, not much happened this week. Yeah, cool. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, Saturday we had some, I had some friends over, socially distanced, of course. Um, we we and, didn't even discuss, should we put that in the show or not? Uh, well, I, I, forgot I, about I will that give you a brief review of it because it does not fit our PG demographic. Um, however, we had a, I had a couple buddies over. We uh, had some adult beverages, um, and we watched Talking Shopamania, which was ridiculous. It trending was, for the whole trending night. Trending for the whole night because it was that ridiculous. Um, the matches were – there was a social distancing match uh, where everybody had to stay away from each other. Freight Train was in it, which was great. How do you win a social distancing match? I, as I said, we had a lot of adult beverages. <laughs> so it's like you'd be watching it. Um, and then there was a there was a contract on a tree match. Which didn't have an ending, right? Which didn't have an ending. But the nature boy, Paul Lee, drives up. And you you tell that they, they have a drone shooting there because there's this drone falling. And he comes in this Corvette that says woo on it. It was so ridiculous. Um, then you had Rory Fox call out Matt Cardona and, uh, Brian Myers comes out and introduces Swaggle Dona, which was great. Dressed up, uh, with all the, uh, the new t-shirt and all the, all that garb, which is hilarious. Hashtag and always ready. Hashtag always ready. Still it was, ready. It was, and just the commentary was bad. Hearing Teddy Long curse was just interesting. <laughs> um, Having Penzer there, because I'm I'm a fan of the Talk and Shop podcast itself. Like I've been a fan for for a very long time before they went to WWE when it was them all half in the bag, you know, just talking about stuff in a hotel room in Japan. What is what is the Hoots? That's what they're called, brother. Yeah, there's there's Big Hoot, which is Big LG. There's Famous Hoot, which is Carl Anderson. There's Little Hoot, Rock Romero, and there's Uncle Hoot, which is uh, AJ Styles. Um, and then the main event, as you saw, uh, Chad Too Bad defeating uh, Sex Ferguson. In, am I allowed to say it? I'll say it. Boner yard match. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was ridiculous. It was ri- There was a point in, in that 90 minutes, one of us at some point, there was five of us in my backyard. Um, we watched it on projector. projected it on my – I posted it on our Instagram. I saw that. Yeah. Listen, we got to get that Instagram uh, followers up. But anyway. Instagram.com um, slash marknot11. We at some point someone's like, man, this is just so bad. But it was it was so bad that it was fun. Like I watched the Boner Yard match again last night. People because... didn't understand that like when wrestlers were openly like trash talking this event, that it was just like supposed to be like that. Yeah, it was like Randy Orton. They're like, yeah, yeah. I heard some really bad wrestling's on tonight. Man, those losers. But then again, that the social talking about social influencers. Randy Orton is a social influence. People are probably like, oh my God, what's Randy Orton tweeting about? This is 15 bucks. I have nothing to do. Let me watch this. Oh yeah, he's right. It is so bad. That's why I, they got, and apparently there's in the works for Talk and Shop of Mania too. That's nice. I popped for Air Paris being there. Oh, I know. That's, Air that Paris, really man, what funny. are you doing in here? That was funny. And, uh, and 
And the fact that they had the uh, AJ Styles arm coming out of the, <laughs> the dirt. Oh, and he's like, Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us while we were in New York? <laughs> also, uh, the fact that Rock and Roll Express was hawking merch during that match. Was yeah, oh my god, it was so, and then Enzo walks up. like, And they played Enzo off like perfectly. I forgot what I was going to say. No, but like, like even Taz. even his, no, yeah, it sounded more like Taz. And he was just like, he's like, I knew I was going to lose money here. All right, whatever. And he just lose. It wasn't an Enzo Amore promo. It was just him just, you know, talking shop and then him <laughs> trying to buy uh, merch during the main event, which is hilarious. Yeah, and obviously Hawkins and Heath were just sitting there uh, enjoying the match. I like Stang was there. Oh, yeah, Stang showed up during the uh, Battle Royal, which was great. I And I popped, like, even, like, as I said, I'm a fan of the podcast, in, in – during the main event, when that Ewok showed up and he screams, oh, no, get that Ewok off my property. That, that's like something from the podcast itself. So I was going, I lost it during that. And people was like, what's, <laughs> my friends, my, my buddies that were here, they're like, why is that so funny? Like, you don't get it because you don't pay attention to the podcast. <laughs> so bravo to everybody that was involved with that. Um, I, I'm sure that this brought in a huge buy rate for them. Um, and I'm excited to see Talking Shop and Mania too. Oh, let's well, so Maria and Mike Canellis were fantastic in it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in the in the beginning of the Boneyard match, where he brings pills to Sex Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, after after this event was uh, trending worldwide, did you watch I had it? To, no, I just watched it through gifts and uh, clips. Okay. But uh, after it was over, I was like, you know, I got to, uh, I got to buy the theme song. Got to, I went and bought uh, Devil in Your Six. Oh yeah, <laughs> on <laughs> the, iTunes. Yeah, it was real good. And then, and then Sex Ferguson had his own uh, acoustic theme <laughs> with the uh, the Undertaker's. Uh, oh right, like, yeah, I, I would, remember reading that. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, talking Chapa Mania was great. I think uh, people people thought it was going to be Elias or something. Maybe I think uh, I'm almost okay. certain a lot of people were talking about Elias because of the person playing the guitar. Uh, of course they would. Is Elias still with the WWE? I feel like I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, I believe he's. Uh, I think he's injured. Mm. Oh, sorry. I was drinking some delicious Palm Spring water because I'm staying hydrated during these hot, hot days. I'm drinking. Tap. Oh yeah. And even speaking of that, we had a, a tropical storm blow through here. How did you do with that? I was okay. So the the night before that, um, was it during Monday Night Raw? Where, uh, yeah, it would have been during Monday Night Raw. Randomly at 9 p.m. Random, random, like heavy wind and rain for like maybe i don't know 10 minutes which was super weird and then the next day uh the tropical storm gimmick i thought for sure my windows were about to blow off really i was like what the hell is going on here but yeah luckily there was no damage or anything i saw some down signs i went yesterday to the doctor there was like heavy thick like road signs were knocked down poles down everywhere trees up yeah trees down i should say <laughs> I-, I meant uplifted from the uprooted yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was wild. Like we lost power from one forty-five until about six forty-five at night. But like, oh my yeah, own... that's we didn't have that. We just had a quick like a minute flash off and on. I was completely prepared while watching Impact that I wasn't going to be able to see the end of Impact. <laughs> like my my in laws still don't have power. My buddy that lives down the road for me still doesn't have power. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And like, you know, my friend, my parents never lost power. You know, my sister has never lost power. So, um, if you are with without power still, we you know apologize 
for that. And hopefully, you know, this hour, hour oh, and a half podcast. Apologize. What are we apologizing for? We didn't yeah, blame it. PSCG. They stink. I, I just, I am like so fed up with the fact that there are still power outages in 2020. I'll yeah, bring well, this up every year. Well, that's what they say in Queens. They built everything into the street, into like, the road. Just, just stop power outages. Yeah. That's it. But, you know, Brandon said he was all prepared for it. And while he did some tweeting, let's talk about Impact Wrestling from this week. Let's go real super quick because I've been up since 4.45 in the morning. Oh, that's um, when I, it's time I went to sleep. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> uh, you started off the show with Eddie Edwards. Talk. Uh, Eddie Edwards is going to have – well, he started off with action. I'm sorry. He started off with action as Moose successfully retained his TNA championship against Heath Slater. Um I thought in this match Heath looked great. I wish that he won, but I understand why he didn't. But you think he looked great in this match for, like, what, towards the end of it, though? Because to me, this was, like, for a long time, this was one-sided for the most oh, part. Oh, of course it was one-sided. And I don't think that's what I – like, Heath was – a he's a bigger name than Moose. Yes, this there's is true. no argument there. He's but a bigger impact, name than Moose. I don't, but but an impact. Who's the bigger name? I still think Heath would be. People How are many matches has Heath had an impact? Though. Yeah, but people are tuning in to watch. It, that that people doesn't. Aren't that does to watch Moose now. But that doesn't. New matter. people. But that, but that doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I just think it was one-sided. I don't like how matches are like that. I said that during SmackDown with the AJ Styles versus Grand Metallic where I had super high hopes for it, and then it was just all AJ Styles. It was just not my cup of tea. Um... I just I don't know the 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 referee spot was fine where Heath pinned Moose and the ref was knocked out. Yep. Moose low blows Heath Slater or Heath just just Heath, and uh, then the absolute slowest count. <laughs> well, I thought the slowest count ever in pro wrestling until later on in the evening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to more Heath in uh, Impact Wrestling. Hopefully, there is more. I don't know. They'll give him more opportunities due to the uh, I didn't win the match. I didn't get the contract. I don't know what's going to happen next. Eventually, it'll just be like, oh, we're reteaming Rhino and Heath up, and now they're tag team champions. I don't think they're going to be tag team champions, but or so, I, yeah, or we're taking on the North or something. They're just not going to have the titles, but yes. Uh, next up after this, you had an EC3 promo, you know, warning Moose that you know he's he's going to burn the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, you know, he's stood ground with AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Jarrett, uh, and now Moose is on warning from EC3. Yeah, I like this. He's got to kill his past, and with his past is the TNA Championship. So I like that. Uh, after this, we saw Jimmy Jacobs doing an in-ring interview with the Motor City Machine Guns. Gets cut off by the North. Uh, and Ethan Page blamed them losing on not being ready. And I liked I liked Ethan Page's whole, like, mannerisms during yeah. this. Because he comes out, he has the glasses on, he just can't, uh, you know... He gave, our, he gave our tweet the old light ski, light ski the other day. About, oh, he did. Yeah, I, I said, Ethan Page is so pissed he needs Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, we all need Disney World right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, very much so. But uh, rematch is set for Emergence, which was announced this past week. Uh, I believe a two-week event. Yes, it is. So that's, that's something to look forward to in two weeks or three weeks. Something. I like that, yes. Uh, next, we saw Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly walks in suggesting that she'll take Jordan Grace out for Deanna and in return she'll get a title shot, and Perrazzo agreed. 
Uh, Kimberly is now official si- officially uh, officially signed with Impact. That was a another another great addition reason. to an already fantastic women's division in Impact. Uh, after this, we'll just clump all the Wrestle House stuff together. Sure. Uh, Alicia and Susie ended up defeating Johnny Swinger in a match. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, the match itself wasn't anything to write home about, but I'm happy that Impact isn't afraid of intergender wrestling. I know that yeah. was a big topic of debate this week. Yeah, especially. On Twitter. Um, and then later on, Rosemary challenged Kylie Ray to a match. Uh, Rosemary lost because, uh, well, I mean, Kylie was better. And Taya was the referee. That was the absolute slowest three count, which I thought was funny. It ties in perfectly to the character. I liked where Kylie Ray played the got your nose gimmick, and then you hear Susie in the background going, oh my god, how'd you do that? But also, Rosemary was like that, and it's like, are they, like, Susie I get, but is Rosemary four years old? I don't know, maybe she's got a lot of different uh, personas there. After that, we saw the Good Brothers uh, have their car broken into, which a sheriff randomly shows up out of nowhere. As did Ace Austin, who convinced the police or the sheriff, the cops, whatever you want to call them, the workers, that they were drinking and driving. Gallows accidentally punched the cop, gets arrested. I, I like. I swear I, to God, I saw this not two months ago on SmackDown. I like the fact that Hawkins. I think Brian Meyer said something to the fact that, oh, hey, listen, new Fed, same old Gallows. Uh, so this was. Oh, that's funny, but. Yeah, so this was, to me, very similar to Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. But later on, Ace Austin confronted Carl Anderson. He attacked him. Madman Fulton joins in and uh, beat down K.A. So you see, this is their first feud going into the Good Brothers before they you know, go for all the gold. Um, and... well, well, like, what, do, you, do you think we could potentially see them not do tag team gold and see them like like actually have Carl Anderson become the Impact Champion? I have. I listened to. I've been listening to a, lot, a bunch of podcasts recently, and one was uh, Chris Van Fleet's show, okay. where he spoke to both of them, and they said they have ideas for singles runs also. Okay, but, yeah, because I would definitely because Carl Anderson, not to take anything away from Gallows, but Anderson is so like he was so underutilized and mistreated in WWE, and a were. lot of the guys were. Yeah, I'm saying yes, a hundred percent, they both were. But there was no way in WWE we were getting a singles run from either of them. No, absolutely not, because they're you know, and they've, and they've said in interviews they thought they were just kind of brought in because AJ was brought in. And they were just brought in as good hands. Which um, is probably true, and they, from the start, messed, they, they screwed up big time. And Carl mentioned, too, with New Japan, they had ideas about Carl going for the United States title from Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom this year. But then, you know, everything, he got hurt, and COVID happened, and all that stuff, so that didn't happen. This year? Yeah, it was supposed to be, like, this past Wrestle Kingdom. How could that have happened if he was still under contract with WWE? When they were going to jump ship and go to AEW last oh, year. okay. If they didn't re-sign their contracts. Right. Um, yeah. So after this, we saw another Hawkins-Brian uh, Myers vignette, which I thought was like, oh, that's stupid. Why would they air that? Because I thought the next match was going to be Eddie Edwards defending the Impact Championship against Brian Myers. 
but you I guess we, we you still can't have, have to Brian wait. come in and lose his first match, especially with all the hype that they're putting behind him. Well, I feel like that's going to happen anyway. So no, I don't it's, know. Not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, who are we going to see him face? I don't know. Face off against the lower card guys. I don't know. But uh, so Eddie Edwards ends up defending in the open challenge against Sammy Callahan. Rob By Van the way, Dam. Sorry to cut you off. The, I saw somebody pointed out on Twitter this like this week is the anniversary of the baseball bat incident. Oh yeah. So I kind of popped for that that the fact that they're putting these guys in the ring on the anniversary I, of I, you know something that both drastically changed both of their careers. Yeah, the, I believe they mentioned that on commentary as well. Yes, they did. But Rob Van Dam attacked Sammy Callahan during his entrance while Katie Forbes just twerked. I really I don't I don't get it. That's I don't get it. Uh, but, I just don't know, get it. But Sammy, <laughs> Sammy continues the match. I enjoyed their match. I just I didn't enjoy the pre-match. That that's I just didn't get it. I don't. It's I'm, it's setting up for a match and maybe emergence or whatever it is. But RVD I mean, just looks sad and depressed. I don't know. It just I don't know. It um and then again um I'm I was excited to see Sammy Callahan work. Because Sammy Callahan's a favorite of mine, and he's just so good. Yeah, and both. I mean, at this match itself, they they were both really good. Yeah, and it's like, of course, like a chair shot. People are like, oh, is he going to continue? Is he going to continue? What have we seen Sammy Callahan do that a simple chair shot from Rob Van Dam and twerking was going to take him out? Come I on. mean, the twerking might have taken him out. Come on. <laughs> Uh, after this backstage, we saw Hernandez talking to Reno Scum, asking uh, for some help, I guess, to get his money back from Rhino. I guess Reno Scum are kind of like the uh, the APA of like the, the the super low card APA, perhaps. Yeah. Where they could be like hired helps. We saw them with uh, with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton the other week with the Good Brothers. So they're just going around backstage floating for getting some uh, being some hired hands, I guess. Yeah. Matchup next, we saw TJP and Fala Ba defeat Chris Bay and Rohit Raju. I thought for sure Rohit was going to be the one to, to to lose the match on behalf of the team. But no, it wasn't. It was Chris Bay. I don't. I don't get that booking. Perhaps I don't because, know. Because you know, everybody that's been in the in the ring with TJP has been uh, inferior to him, and he's the quarterback. This guy does think what? Yeah, but maybe that's a gimmick. I don't think so. But maybe it is. We don't know. But anyway. And also, I mean, it's good to believe your own hype. We are the best damn podcast, aren't we? Yeah, but the it's only good. online listening experience on the world in the world today, and we're on Spotify. Check us out. <laughs> yeah, you should have put a little bit of a, a shading around those colors. But regardless, well, I, I, we, we could still we could change it. I just I threw something up the last. It's like a quick one, two, three. Anyway, next up, Rich Swan in the ring, talking how he is going to have to retire. Um, but then is attacked. No, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He was attacked. No, well, but... no, well, the the locker room came out to support him, like clap, 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 whatever. He has to uh, retire because of Eric Young. If you didn't know Eric Young was coming out to beat Rich Swan up, then you were like watching the wrong show. I thought it was like just like Randy Orton last week. It was clear as day going to happen. Yeah. So. But that was the end of Impact. Moving to Wednesday nights. Uh, well, I guess, you know what? We should probably keep on Tuesday nights just to mention the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament yeah, really the quickly. Team, the Tag Team Chase or whatever it's called. The TTC. 
Yeah, which is Ticket and Transportation Center. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I wonder if that was like... Uh, the Women's Tag Team Cup, excuse me. If Brandy did that. <laughs> or, or Cody, too. I guess he likes Disney, I'm assuming. But uh, Veda Scott was on commentary with Tony Schiavone. I, I have to say a thousand percent more times... Not even a good word sentence. That was also a bad sentence. <laughs> I liked her on commentary way more than Excalibur. Um, Shaw Guerrero was announcing the event. And Medusa announced the actual tournament. She kicked things off. And wouldn't you know who won the pony here? Brandy Rhodes and Allie. They both end up drawing red. So they're a tag team here. Uh, defeated the team of Penelope Ford and Mel. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Sisters pick up that victory. Um, I I just, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe Allie, did Allie cheat? I don't know. I kind of, kind of looked that way, but nobody corrected it. Uh, the next match in that tournament, we saw Anna Jay and Ty Conti defeat Ariane Andrew and Nyla Rose. I thought for sure Ariane was not going to wrestle at all and Nyla was going to do everything. But no, Nyla... I mean, they lost, and that was on and that was on Monday, Brandon. So I got it back. Monday, right yes. Whoops. Uh, so, I so much wrestling this week, but yeah. um, they afterwards Nyla beat down Ariane Andrew, and then Ty Conti, uh, I guess, made the save. Well, not made the save, but Tay can Tay can Tay Conti Tay Conti. Uh, but it was really it was really cool to see know. two different generations of NXT superstars going at it in the ring. Mark. And no, it, it was cool because Cameron was at one point there. Just she got released a few months, six months, I believe, right after, uh, right before Taya was was signed, Tynara, I should say, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, Cameron didn't as much as everybody says she sucks. She didn't really suck in this match. It was like basic moves and stuff, but she she wasn't bad. And next up, you're going to have next week two more quarterfinal matches to face off against the uh, winner of the Nightmare Sisters and uh, this newly formed team of uh, the newest member of the Dark Order, Anti Conti. It has to and, be most likely Nightmare Sisters winning the tournament, right? I said that last week. I said this is going to be a way for the Nightmare Sisters to go over. Um, so AEW caught a lot of slack this week for a lot of stuff. Yeah, but let's uh, talk about the wrestling, because the wrestling was great. And we just spoke about one of the members of the Dark Order, and that Anna Jay, and the rest of her Dark Order brethren kicked off the show on Monday as they were successful. Wednesday. Whatever. Week, regardless, weekdays are for, very difficult with Everything <laughs> every day just blurs into each other. Very much so. Um, but the Dark Order picks up the victory over the the. the the elite and FTR. Um, I was more than a hundred percent sure that when FTR got taken out in this match and it went down to whatever Jackson is the one with the sideburns, that Matt. he was he was going to beat the entire Dark Order and it was like going to be the <laughs> Triple H esque burial of the Dark Order. Yeah. But surprisingly, not. You have Brody Lee pick up the win by hitting an nice unbelievable area. discus clothesline yeah. on Hangman Page. So I, I guess I don't know if it was like shoot or work. I'm I don't know. I'm like the way that they're selling it online. Scott Dawson might be actually injured. Yeah, they're they're selling it because they're they're still promoting next week tag team wrestling. 
you know. Oh, right. They're hosting that. Yeah, it's FTR Tag Team Appreciation Night. So, I don't know. I hope he's not injured. That would just, that would really suck, so. But yeah. I liked, I liked the fact that they started with the action right off the bat. And you know who shined for me? Um, uh, not Adam Page? Five. What, uh, five. Angel, okay, yeah. What's his name? Angel. Alan. Uh, Alan, Alan Angels. Angels. Uh, he was in that match for I have to say a good five minutes straight, just bumping and feeding, throwing out offense, and he looked outstanding. He might be the dark horse, no pun intended, because Adam Page is on the the other team of the Dark Order. Another pun. wow, two puns in a row right there. You know when when uh, when Adam Page went with FTR to like check on him, whatever, to the back, and he was just yeah. like gone, and came out for that hot tag. Should that not have been, like, the end of a match sort of thing? What, hot tag where he comes in? Yeah, but, like, everybody had to get their stuff. There's 12 guys in the ring. Every single person had to get their stuff in. I mean, I thought hey, there were some points of this match where it was just a cluster Bob Backlund. Yes. I think um, the beginning of it was oh, very yeah. heavily much so like that. But, as we said, Dark Order picks up the win. Spectacular. Keeps the Dark Order very strong and strongly booked in AEW. Uh, another team that has been very strongly booked, number two in the rankings, the best friends show up after this in Trent's mom's van. For a match where they pick up the surprising victory over Santana and Ortiz. Um, back and forth matches. I feel like Chuck was out of this match for a long time. But then, again, saying going back to things that we've said on this podcast before, how good Trent is. And he showed that in this match. Yeah. But essentially, single-handedly picking up the win. Yeah, well, it was a quick uh, anyone could have done it sort of thing, but because yeah. it was a quick out of nowhere roll up. Uh, but later on, after afterwards, uh, Ortiz and, and Santana, Santana and Ortiz busted up Sue's van. I know, and they and Sue and Trent and Chuck were so mad about it, which rightfully so. You know, if I got into a car accident with my mom's, or I got somebody beat up my car. My mom's car. Well, she'd be pissed. She couldn't be pissed at you, though. No, but I like the was Sue about to wrestle at at all out. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if it's like uh, a the uh, Santana and Ortiz are tied together, or whatever, and blindfolded, folded, and uh, Sue could say like a no DQ match for Sue. And she comes out just smoking a cigarette with a candle stick. <laughs> oh my god! Cracks, cracks a beer open, pours it into <laughs> Brian Pillman's mouth or whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, but I liked um, Jeremy Padauer on Twitter saying, hey, who wants to see a Sue's Mom's Van accessory for AW figures? And um, it's like, it could literally just be like a Barbie car, and people are like, oh, my God. <laughs> but by the yeah, way, checking... 110%. Like, if they, WWE has those, like, the, the new, like, slambulances and wrecking whatever they're called. I saw one of those the other day at Target. Those things are serious. What the like the they're huge, aren't they? It's a big, big slambulance. Yeah. I, what what was the the newest one? I forget what it is. It's this uh it's a slambulance. And then they have a that was the most recent one, and then I think they have something else coming out too. War games is coming out soon. Yeah, but that's like that looks like trash to me. Why? It looks amazing. It just nah to me it looks like a garbage uh a garbage set that they're charging way too much money for. And I've been trying to find, I've been trying it every day at my, at my local Walmart. I try to see what these AEW figures are in. Not happening. Yeah, well, Jeremy was saying that they have to, they're like going to be rolling out uh, slower, I guess. 
Yeah, that stinks. It's the way you get uh, your product up. I, I just want the Jericho. That's it. That's the it. Jericho, like just the figure itself? Yeah, that one. Why don't you head over to ringsidecollectibles.com and use the code MAJOR for 10%. See, I do, but then, like, I like, uh, see, I like the chase. Uh, yeah, I like trying to go to store. Oh, my God, this is going to be there. Yeah. Like, the other day, I went to, into Walmart, and they had the SummerSlam line in. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get the Fiends. Don't have the Fiends in there. They have two AJs, no Fiend. Yeah. But then I found that online through somebody that they bought the Fiend at that Walmart. Oh. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I got it the night before. He's like, it wasn't even out of the box yet. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah figure hunting i remember like the adrenaline rush you used to call first of all i always felt like i was annoying <clears throat> toys r us when i would call them because they would be like because out of all the toys and toys r us we care about wrestling figures the least i felt like yeah and i would always call hey do you have this and like what the hell is that it's like oh it's, no kid. it's a wrestling figure oh let me check in the back and then like you would wait for 30 minutes sometimes on the phone just to have them say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember the chase for all those, the, the, the Jack specific classic superstar series tag teams. And then the triple threat packs, the three packs would be, I think Walmart exclusives. So you had a call from, from Walmart to Walmart to Walmart. I remember going super far out East for, for figures. Oh my God. Yeah. The chase is real, man. I remember when, uh, when Zack Ryder had his figures out, that was hard to get. Oh, yeah. Well, there was that one day that I went to Target and just sitting on the shelves right there, I guess they must have just put the figures out that morning, was the variant Kurt Hawkins in the black, which I found like on the rack, and the first ever Pete Dunne. And those figures are still hard to come by. Those, yeah, the Hawkins ones I just bought, package deal from ringside. Yeah. So, and I use but like, so like certain figures I'll get from Ringside. The the Edgehead one I got, I'll get from. Ringside. Well, that's obviously you got it. Obviously, because it's yeah. Ringside exclusive. So, all right. Uh, continuing on with AEW, you have MJF and Wardlow appearing at the MJF campaign headquarters. Uh, you know, being <laughs> critical of the way people put up posters. I thought this and, was great. I popped at the uh, the polls. Yes, he was at a hundred percent, and Mox was at negative eighty eight percent. I loved it. It was good. Um, so more of this from MGF. I love it. Yeah. Uh, After this, we saw Matt Hardy speaking Matthew about why Hardy. Matthew Hardy, why he spoke about or why he came to AEW. Uh, and he brought up how he always he'll always have like an open door to help uh, private party moved on to how he tried to help Sammy Guevara. Matt ends up saying he wants to hurt him. Sammy tried to jump him and Matt's like, I knew you'd come and turns really around. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the main takeaway of this is Sammy ends up throwing a chair at Matt Hardy, busting him wide open, wide open, gushing blood, blood everywhere. People didn't know if this was a work or a shoot. Uh, very much so was a shoot. And then did a very dangerous 450. I think that's because of they they had those speakers or whatever the lights or whatever on the stage. Yeah, well then he should have done a four fifty off the he, that that's not safe. Like well, he should have done a four fifty off the the, the the off the ring or something like that instead of trying to do that over and then overshooting yourself. He it looked like he broke his neck. It looks like he was this like this close. You can't see because it it's an audio podcast <laughs> to breaking his neck, and that's not safe. Well. And if they did, they maybe they should have tried the spot with a, a crash pad beforehand. 
But yeah, the, the the Matt Hardy pouring blood like that was absolutely insane. I know. He's already got a new shirt for it on uh Get out Pro S and T's. That's awesome. I and I saw he posted like that night on YouTube that he he can't be killed or he won't die. So I I feel like we're gonna have an old school bloodbath. Up next we had a match and a debut. Uh Matt Cardona and Cody almost said Rhodes, can't say Rhodes. Matt Cardona and Cody pick up the victory over Johnny and Alex of the Dark Order. Matt got some uh, entrance pyro, which was cool. That was really cool. I popped, I popped big time for that. Also, uh, something I popped for that I like realized as I was watching is that Cody and Matt both have their themes done by Downstate. Yeah, so that's you cool. That? Well, I mean, I it's like I like if you asked me who does Matt's theme, I'd be like, oh, it's Downstate. If you asked me who did Cody's theme, oh, Downstate. But I never like put it together that two Downstate teams were tagging. <laughs> yeah, true. Or um, but I mean, so. this. I was talking to a good friend of the pod, Sal, about Sal. this. Sal? Sal, who doesn't have power right now. Um, yeah, and, he, you know, they did the right way of booking this by having Cody take a lot of the heat um, and then, you know, getting Matt in there at certain opportunities, letting him letting him get a bunch of good offense, hits a beautiful, 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 beautiful Pearl River Plunge. Like, what, a, what a hilarious <laughs> turn of events there, huh? Wh- why? Well, because they did that whole the whole hashtag Pearl River Plunge challenge. Yeah, on the major pod. Yeah, which was I. It, it was great. I I like. Oh man, that's sick. Pirate. Uh, it's a sick tiger driver. And then somebody on Twitter pointed it out. It's like, yep, yeah, the Pearl River Plunge challenge is over. And Smart Mark commented on it. And I just I was just like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> doing stuff to pop yourself in your first match in five months. A hundred percent, yeah. And, but... and your niche uh, podcast, uh, you know, audience, <laughs> yeah. which was great. Matt looked great. Um, I think, hit... well, I was going to say, I think Johnny and Alex were fantastic in this. Oh, my God, so good. I thought Johnny, especially with the kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, commentary did a great job, like, talking everybody in this match. Just like, oh, the Dark Order, you know, really putting it on tonight. These guys look real good. It sucks that I don't know if we'll ever see that match up again. I don't think we will. And I would 110% like to. I don't know what kind of contract Matt's even signed to, if it's, like, a five-appearance deal or something. Do we have three uh, like, of them there's, left? There's, uh, there's reports saying that, allegedly, it's per appearance that he has five appearances he said in contract that right now he said um i think it was on busted open the other day that he's like kind of doing it by appearances but there's you know talks and work to do big things with aew and he said he wants to be the tnt champion he wants to be the world champion in aew right um my shirt has been shipped from shop aew.com it's more than i can say for my taylor swift folklore compact disc Oh yeah, and then um, I got my. So I bought. Remember last summer when they had the su- the summer of stomp packaging? Where they, yes. You got the the beach ball. So my niece on her first birthday, I was holding her and she broke them in half. Broke I what? the the sunglasses. Oh. And I was so upset about it, and I found them for a very extremely reasonable price. What did she punch you in the face? No, she took them off my head and just went. One like years that. old. She's one. Yeah, she's a beast. Who is she? Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> 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 um, but I got new ones in the mail this week. It's pretty spectacular. Thank you. What did you, you get? Uh, go to eBay? 
Yeah, I did my first major wrestling figure podcast wow. eBay purchase. I know. Mark, 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 mark. What are you going to sell that uh, that gnome on eBay? I heard that, that, thing, that fetches a pretty penny, doesn't it? Yeah, but that mine is beat to living hell because weather damage. It's a grizzled, uh, grizzled garden gnome. It is, and I kind of pride myself on having that because it has sat the first day we moved into this house. The first thing I put in front of this house was that gnome, and that gnome has been there. Does Rachel know? <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, no, Rachel, no, I'm just for kidding. Me. I'm kidding. So, pumped about that. Pumped about um, Matt Cardona and AEW. Before we move on to what happened afterwards, I think we should just put over their interview, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast interview with Tony Khan. Yeah, it was I great. I thought it was great, yeah. I thought it was really cool to hear Tony Khan mark out over so yeah. much. Talk about him being a 13-year-old wrestling fan at uh, ECW events and not and then he, being And scared. then he posted the, the pictures on Twitter. Oh, I didn't see that. But. Yeah, he posted the pictures of himself on Twitter. That's like when, when he was talking about being like a 13-year-old fan at, at ECW events. That's how I felt. I, I was like, when ECW, I wasn't 13 at the time. I was like 18 where I should have been like a grown adult at that time. But like, you're 18. Um, when ECW did One Night Stand. Or no, I wouldn't have been. It was way sooner than that. I was like 16 or something maybe. But when they did the first one night stand, I was like, I really want to go to this. But at the same time, I feel like it's like I shouldn't be like it's not for me. But I, that's like an event that I really wish I went to. And I didn't because I just felt like it, it was for the ECW fans. Uh, OK. Yeah. yeah. No, I wanted to go to that. I was like, oh, yeah, let me get tickets. The tickets are like 300 bucks for the cheapest seats. I'm like, yeah, no. Wow. And now yeah, I don't I even like I don't remember even looking for tickets, but that was like a gap. We, I went from. Uh, SummerSlam 2002 and then WrestleMania 20 and then I went my next event after that was Raw and Saturday Night's main event in 2007 oh okay so there was like a huge gap year or not year years that I did not go to WWE which <laughs> I, I it just like it never came up I don't know it was weird yeah, next up we had the A. It oh, was but super- sorry, what? sorry. Scorpio Sky came out afterwards, challenged basically, uh, challenged Cody to a match for the TNT Championship, something that they didn't even show on the television program, which they probably should have, was Scorpio Sky's promo from AEW Dark. Can't just yeah. assume everybody watches AEW Dark. Hey, listen, they had a lot of stuff to get in on uh, well, on Wednesday because do, it was do Super less. Wednesday. Do less. Whatever, yeah, and and raw and raw underground should have been a thing. Um, next uh, up, waiting spiked. Yeah, yeah, because he, he's, <laughs> I, I don't, say, dude. I can't, I can't talk about it. I thought it was weird. I thought it sucked, not sucked, but I, it's something I didn't want to see again. But best part about Monday Night Raw, Pat Buck getting more television time. And let's get on to Super Wednesday 2020 debate on AEW. Your special guest moderator. Is Eric Bischoff? Did you see that one coming, Brandon? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I saw it we, coming because of the spoilers, but I yeah, I saw spoilers for too. sure. I mean, you're in house TNT family, Shaq Daddy. Why not? I know, but Eric Bischoff. But has yes, Eric Bischoff. A- yes, I wasn't like mind blowing or anything, but yes, I like Tony Schiavone marking out over <laughs> Eric Bischoff being on WCW uh, or not WCW TNT television after what like twenty, 20 years. years? And then Jim Ross, 83 weeks, folks, 83 yeah, weeks. Yeah, over and over <laughs> again. But Orange Cassidy ended up being completely silent while uh, Bischoff asked him about 
question after question. Jericho answered, but Bischoff ends up asking about rising sea levels, and Orange Cassidy answers, I had no idea at the time watching this that it was an old school, completely ripped from old school, just a different topic, including the before answering. Yeah, I think Will Ferrell uh, makes garbage movies. No offense to Will Ferrell. <laughs> uh, Please don't put that in the hashtag description. No, I'm not. Oh, and by the way, you have to start using new bumpers and not using bumpers when somebody's not called Zack Ryder anymore. Well, what am I still? I don't use... have him saying Matt Cardona. Hey, listen, Matt, brother, we need some new bumpers here. Brandon, get Do on, get on this. Do it up, and, and, brother. You went to school with him. I know, but still. You want new bumpers? Ask him for new bumpers. Don't be using Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is dead. I use Kevin O. Kevin Kevin Steen bumpers still. I know. Well, Kevin Steen has released new merchandise and pro wrestling tees within the past year, so well, give, that's give, fine. Give let's Matthew, get back. Let's get give back Matthew to the, Major a call. Matthew Major. Yeah, give him a call and get the old Bumsky. Okay. Uh, anyway, I thought this was great. Um, I liked that middle question where he starts talking about the sea, the sea levels and everybody's amazed. And then I. But loved... did you did you recognize it from old school or no? No, I didn't. But uh, yeah, and Orange Cassidy, I liked when he he laid it out for Jericho, saying that yes, next week is the biggest match of his career. However, it's also the biggest match in Chris Jericho's career. Imagine if you lose to somebody who wrestles with their hands in their pocket. Yeah. And then Bischoff awarded the debate to Orange Cassidy. Rightfully so. And I thought I thought it was a great promo, and then yeah. afterwards Jericho and Hager beat down uh, Orange Cassidy. So I see a Orange Cassidy victory next week. Probably, yeah. And I like that Hager um, before Jericho hit the Judas effect. He uh, he put Orange Cassidy's hands in his pockets and then tossed him into Jericho. I thought that yeah. yeah, this segment was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, and then the best friends chased him off. Um, after that, though, Britt Baker announced Big Big Swole's opponent, which ended up being Reba or Rebel, whatever you want to call her. And hey, um, she was a worker. Yeah, I believe this was something that was discussed last week. That yep, it, it was would probably be Rebel. Um, this was the only women's content on the show. Four minutes, well, no mention to... whatsoever of the women's tag team tournament. Should they not be mentioning that? You get how many viewers on that versus YouTube? Uh, I don't there know. has to see. be at least 300 more thousand viewers on television. Well, let's see. I think well, the last also, I too, you have like to think, you have to think of the replay 000. value people can watch on YouTube. All those yeah, but they didn't, even, they didn't even promote that. They did not promote that women's championship tournament at all. And people are giving them slack because they're charging uh, 50 bucks a year to have a safe space for women. I mean, it should be free, but then again, you know, Hello. it's different avenues of... I, I I don't pay attention to it, unfortunately. I, when they first announced AEW heels, I was like, I have no idea what this is. Then they announced more for AEW heels, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. And then it's uh, like a safe space. Where I, I don't know if it's like only women can join. Yes. But who's I, to say a bunch of stand accounts aren't going to go in there and pretend yeah. that they're women right, and it'd be course. a bunch of dudes? Wait, but I, I don't know. I mean, well, with your – I don't know how that works with uh, – because you have to pay to do it now, but I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, you just, you pay to get, oh, you get to do online meet and greets and interviews, etc. I don't know how that equates to a safe space, but it sucks that in the current climate that that's like a, a situation that that's, that happens. 
yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling had a, a women's only section at Wrestle Kingdom this past year. It's, I did, yeah. It's gross that that they have to do that because people are are morons. Yep, yep, they are. There's really terrible wrestling fans in the world. Uh, let's get on. Or to... just people in general. It happens everyday life. Concerts, yeah. everything. It sucks. All the time. Main event of the evening saw John Moxley defeat Darby Allen for the AEW World Championship. I could have sworn mid-match when what when J, MJF came in that Darby Allen was about to win the championship and it was going to be a three-way it all out. Um, but no, it's just fake. Uh, M- MJF hits Moxley with the championship while yes. Wardlow is distracting the referee. You're going to yell at me, I guess, but to me here, the referee looked dumb because Moxley is just randomly on the floor, on the mat, lying there covered in blood. And they I didn't mean, care at all. That just made no sense. But he, but again, the referee didn't see the title. Maybe... Yeah, but he's just like, oh, Moxley's just randomly bleeding. They're both knocked out on the floor. Come on. Yeah. But so, so little things like that where a referee looks stupid. I don't, I don't like when referees look stupid, but... It happens a lot in AEW. Um, but I liked the match. It was a good match. I liked Moxley hugging Darby Allen afterwards. Last week, you said MJF will probably get involved. I said Brian Cage will probably get involved. Cage, surprisingly, just wasn't no there. No Brian Cage at all on I AEW Dynamite this week. I was very surprised by that. So where does he go from here? Where does Brian Cage go from here? Uh, so next up, we'll have a big week of more Impact Wrestling next week. And AEW. Uh, Impact. I said Impact Wrestling. And AEW, sorry. As I said, I've been up for a very long time today. Also, AEW, we didn't even talk about. They uh, they, they changed their schedules in the in two weeks, I believe, for uh, at TNT Basketball. So those yeah. are be, those will be goofed schedules where... One is going... Uh, He's going to go head-to-head with NXT. Oh, my God. An hour of it will go against NXT TakeOver 30 on Saturday. The other two shows will but, be but, on Thursday but, nights. But what would you rather have them on? A, a, first of all, TNT has... I would, I would much had... rather watch them on Wednesday nights than <laughs> basketball. I don't care about basketball. TNT has been doing basketball for... Yes, like, yeah, 100%. Forever, yes. so they have to give them that right. All these Mark fanboys out there are just like, oh, they're doing it just to go head to head. Okay, oh, I don't. But no, they're not I, going I head to head. I didn't that's the think thing. That at all, I didn't think that at all. Oh, that's so many people. It's like, oh, they're doing that because they want to go head to head with NXT Thirty. That's just stupid. Yes, this is a Westminster Dog Show situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it, that's not. You're that's not me it. For it's a just dog show? basketball takes precedent over professional wrestling. Sorry, you had to hear that, folks. Yeah, there's yes, a hundred percent. And and again, except, and except the for when you're right. except for when you're the uh, Chicago Bulls, and I do not remember the other team, Carl Malone and 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 Dennis Rodman, because they they put the Utah Jags. they put well Rodman more so put wrestling over before basketball in the championship series. I mean, I have to finish watching that, the Last Dance. Oh, I was like, you have to finish watching WCW from. 1996? <laughs> yeah, why not? That too. <laughs> or whatever it was. But that was AEW. Uh, thank you, Chris, for being on. He'll join us again later. Now we're welcoming Dave. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? 
I'm still doing awesome as always. <laughs> how I'm was, always uh, gonna check. How was your check week? in on you? How was your week? Yeah, mid show check in. <laughs> <laughs> my week was uh, it was good. It was a good week. It was a good week. You know what was good about my week? No, I don't. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which Raw starts with commentary, lights randomly flicker out. They went out during Apollo Cruz's entrance as well. Uh, I feel like WWE was kind of selling it at first as if uh, as if it was weather, because they yeah. were. I mean, they were dealing with a hurricane down there. So, but uh, Apollo Cruz in the first match ends up defeating MVP to retain the United States Championship. Um, I, I like that he had his own title. And after the match, the referee gave him both titles, Mm -hmm. and he was interviewed about the U.S. being U.S. champion, and he said that he's going to put the old title in his kids' room and keep the one that MVP made. So we do now officially have a new United States Championship title. I'm I'm okay with it. So doesn't really bother me. So MVP yelled at commentary about the lights flickering during the match and promised to get a United States Championship match against uh, Apollo Crews and promised to get the title back from him at SummerSlam. So that'll be a, mm-hmm. that'll be a thing. Uh, but afterwards, we saw the Golden Role Models backstage. Uh, they were asked about defending their titles at SummerSlam. They had a video package play instead, which gets cut off by Asuka yelling. Saying revenge is going to be sweet. And then Baszler cut them off. And had a really bad looking punch to Sasha Banks. I don't yeah. know if it was live or not. I think that should have been. If it wasn't live that should have been retaped. There, there was like. People made gifts about it in slow motion. That's the thing. I mean. You have. Shouldn't Monday Night Raw at this rate be on like a some sort of a delay? I assu- I okay, just little... assumed it was all taped. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not too sure. I don't know if they had a taping in a while. Um, but yeah, they sure. should have done something with that. After this, Kevin Owens was walking backstage, and the Iconics cut him off and asked to be on the Kevin Owens show. And he said that he already had a guest, which was Ruby Riot, uh, and she ended up speaking about. Not getting a single win since February. Which, I mean, let's face it. She's also been out with an injury since February. No. And what do you mean? I, I'm pretty sure she was good to go. She was back in February. No way. Yeah, because all that, that Liv Morgan garbage happened. It was Christmas time. Wow. Christmas and New Year's was that was that wedding. Wasn't Ruby Riot injured again? I don't or... believe so. I don't know. Huh. For some reason, I thought she was out with an injury for a long time. Well, in any case, uh-huh. Ruby was saying how she wished that Liv Morgan was there to celebrate with her. Kevin Owens brought Liv Morgan out and said that they bring the best out in each other. He tried to like smooth things over, saying it's really not worth losing a friend, which is funny because of his history with friendship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Ruby begged for Liv to, I guess, restart the Riot Squad. 
Mm-hmm. Iconics come out, put them down. Liv Morgan's like, nobody starts a riot like we do. And then the Iconics challenge them, and both Billy and Peyton slapped the ever-loving heck out of Kevin Ooh. Owens in that segment. I I didn't like this, the Ruby Riot crying and stuff like that. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't I didn't really like that either. But that the slap if, from if you're the gonna Iconics have a, was was the the, the oh, highlight yeah, for me. That was awesome. But I mean, if you're gonna have somebody cry, try to get me to connect with them. Why, if you cry as a pro wrestler? I should be feeling whatever you're feeling. You know, that emotion. You should be drawing me in. But there was no connection at all. And I think it's a lot of it's because no, we don't want to see Liv Morgan with Ruby Wright again. I don't necessarily think that, but... I, I want to I, see Liv Morgan floor, uh, I, flourish. Yeah, I would have rather have seen Liv Morgan as a singles competitor. They're clearly not doing that, but uh, maybe it's a short-term situation riot squad attack the iconics leads into riot squad defeating the iconics uh but really not much happened in this match no it was a, a filler pretty much yeah um and it should and it should have been viewed as that right um the um the iconics tried to attack live afterwards and ruby made the save so I'm assuming we're still going to see more of this. Nah. Uh, after that, we saw Charlie Caruso backstage mentioning how boxes were knocked over. And yeah, how we it didn't, was deliberate. We didn't see it knocked over, right? Uh, we didn't see them get knocked over, but we saw them yeah. knocked over. Yeah, we saw them well and already over. But MVP was, was super pissed that this was reporting. <laughs> That she was reporting on the boxes. Uh, (laughs) But she informed him that he he was able to get his rematch at SummerSlam for the the championship. And then Shelton Benjamin, oddly enough, walked into the picture and said somebody stole his title. Mm -hmm. Uh, Segment after this saw Drew McIntyre speaking about Randy Orton and how he dreamed of being a WWE superstar as a kid. And Randy Orton was handed everything, silver spoon, yada, 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 etc. Um, Orton came out with flair. Flair did absolutely nothing here. I don't know why we need flair being used right now i didn't get it at all yeah i didn't get it drew mcintyre uh randy orton ended up calling himself the chosen one Mm -hmm. and um yeah or drew said that orton represents everything wrong with wwe and that, that orton's not a leader he doesn't help young talent which i mean if you said that 10 years ago i would believe it but now it, you can't really make that dispute. Well, I mean, given his last few matches, I mean, Edge, Edge. I blame Edge. Playoff <laughs> order, right? <laughs> but backstage <laughs> after this, Ric Flair spoke to Kevin Owens and told him to focus on himself, himself and mind his own business. Uh, and then Kevin Owens basically challenged Randy Orton to a match via Ric Flair uh, for next week. So that's the purpose that Ric Flair served for Monday Night Raw, ultimately. And we'll see how that ends up playing out. Yeah, so after this, they showed Nia Jax talking to Pat Buck backstage. 
leads into them being in the ring together where she was supposed to apologize, but then ends up trashing Pat Buck. Challenges him to a match, I guess. Um, I marked out for this part. And then headbutts Pat Buck. And and then Buck suspends Nia indefinitely without pay. I had no idea she could even that he could even do that. Or actually, the headbutt well, came afterwards. Yeah, but maybe somebody uh, gave him that. I mean, well, I'm assuming all producers head, like, all producers must have that power because Adam Pierce does stuff like that on SmackDown. That's very true. That is very true. Yeah, so very it's true. very interesting maybe to he see was just Pat like Buck. The message man. Yeah, it's interesting to see him in this role, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and it's it's nice to see that spotlight on him with Nia. Um, and I hope there actually will be a match. <laughs> I, I hope that Pat Buck has a match on Monday Night Raw next week. <laughs> I think his last WWE match was 2009 on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. But after this, our truth um, was chased around ringside by Tazawa and and his ninjas. Truth was the one that took the twenty four seven championship from Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Leads into the match, Tazawa defeats our truth and Shelton Benjamin to become the new twenty four seven champion. Um, yeah, total shocker. I, you know, I, a ninja they, got I mean, in the ring they, to distract Shelton. And then MVP and Lashley took the other ones out. I would have assumed that the ninjas were going to be Ricochet, Cedric, and Mustafa Ali, but that didn't happen. Hmm. Just to, like, get back at Lashley and Shelton Benjamin Mm -hmm. and MVP. Uh, But that didn't happen. After this, we saw Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler end in a no contest. Asuka ends up attacking Bailey, and the referee called for the bell. Have no idea why. They weren't involved. Yeah. I Sometimes they call for the bell, and I'm like sitting there, and I just don't get it. I I would love to hear – I didn't get to hear Jimmy Corderas, right? Yeah. Uh, his, his ref rant. I don't know if he mentioned that or anything, but I'm sure he – It happened again did. on SmackDown tonight, but <laughs> – Right. Um, but Asuka was interviewed about last week and she ends up challenging Sasha to a rematch at SummerSlam. Uh, and then Shayna said that she wants Asuka to win the title so she can face Asuka for the title and take it from her. Hmm. And then Banks granted Asuka the match if she could defeat Bailey, which I popped for. I liked her accepting ma- or making matches on behalf of Bailey, just like Bailey does Sasha, vice versa. Yeah. Then we get to an interesting segment of Monday Night Raw, the first of, like, three. Shane McMahon introduces <laughs> Raw Underground, which looks like a fight club. They had a wrestling ring underground of sorts in, like, a basement-esque situation with no ropes. Uh, so it's like MMA fighting, but with no rules or, or very little rules. They had, yeah, it, it's pretty much street uh, fight club. They had dancers like uh, like the Extreme Expose from ECW, Brooke Tessmacher, Layla, and Kelly Kelly, <laughs> which also they at one point started to like almost fight each other. But mm-hmm. this was, I mean, a hundred percent reminiscent of Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. 
And then Josh was Josh Barnett's blood. Ah, uh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh, so then they introduced the first match or the first contender, I guess. Um, Daba Kato, which is Baba Tunde. And they kept referring to him as Kato after that. Yeah. So maybe he's just going to go end up doing that little shortened name to Kato. That almost reminded me of my giant. Where with Billy Crystal and and the guy the 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 giant who who becomes a wrestler or whatever, but it reminded me of what is it Green No, um Pink Panther. I don't. I, don't I think know. I think his uh his assistant his name was Cato. Oh, but that but like I meant like mm-hmm. the look, not the name. Oh, but this yeah. is weird. Like I <laughs> wanted uh, an amateur style wrestling tournament, like a cruiserweight classic meets Ring of Honor meets amateur wrestling shoot work style. Mm-hmm. And got this, I pitched it. They were it was Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan at Elimination Chamber, the last pay per view with a crowd. They were killing it, and I was like, I would love to have a whole tournament like this. Mm-hmm. Have heavy machinery in it. Have Dolph Ziggler in it. But then this happened, and <laughs> hey, I'm I'm okay with this. You know, I, I'm. I, don't, I have an open mind. Know, I really, man. I really want to see what they end up doing with this, because it's like during these segments where you're like, you're trying to see who you can recognize and see if they're trying to bring in anyone. So I'm I'm all for this. I thought that this these were pretty interesting segments. So also they had uh, the Viking Raiders. Eric was was wrestling or fighting, I guess. Yeah. At, at first I was just like, this is gonna sound so stupid. At first I didn't even recognize him. What? I know. Wasn't he even know. wearing like the face paint? <laughs> no, he wasn't wearing face. Oh, he paint. wasn't. That was the only. That was the only difference. <laughs> I was just like, who's this new guy? And then I was just like, oh. Um, after this, we saw Angel Garza flirting with a woman from The Bachelor. I don't know why that was happening. I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess especially during COVID though, but like, why are you bringing other people, outsiders in? I just didn't, I, it didn't make sense. We saw, we literally saw Angel Garza get engaged on on television (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is true too. So, and then Zelina Vega basically told her that she doesn't belong there, and uh, it leads into Angel Garza defeating Angelo Dawkins. Montez Ford at one point was randomly on the ground as if he had been attacked. Mm-hmm. Nobody checked on him; it made no sense. But he was okay yeah. to go for his match where Andrade defeats Montez Ford. Ford acting goofy from being passed out ringside still. Again, mm-hmm. it made no sense, and then he passed out. Yeah, it was an intro. It was weird that they didn't really bring up. They didn't really do much for him on the first pass out. When he passes out the first time, and you're at ringside, hello, like sell it, make make it look like something real. Yeah, they didn't go like blow it up as much as they should have. Yeah, but they didn't at second, all. Nobody checked on him. The ref continued his count. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But they'll check on wrestlers inside the ring all the time to get distracted. Yeah, but, but I mean, go figure. But one one of the things I just wanted to quickly mention was this really reminded me of when I believe it was Shawn Michaels. He did a, a little incident where he ended up passing out in the ring. But so continue backstage. Angel Garza ends up cutting uh, or cuts Charlie Caruso off outside the trainer's room to hit on her. And Zelina Vega expressed her her concern for Montez Ford and the tag team championships. She did not seem concerned at all. Uh, and then Dawkins came out and said that Montez Ford might have been poisoned. And Bianca Belair gets in, in Zelina Vega's face and blamed the poisoning on them. And then Belair attacked and, Zelina Vega. But the lead up was amazing. Because Belair was just standing there, and she's just very slowly and casually just unhooked her earrings, and then just went to town on her. The unhooking of the earrings is totally her gimmick and perfect for it. Yeah. Meh. Um, after uh, that, we saw security footage from outside of the WWE Performance Center. A masked group of individuals blew up a generator saying they're tired of it or this. Now, you could hear, like, during that, you could hear, like, that it wasn't um, an all-male group. Right. They threw a <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Looking like an, a uh, modern-day terrorist group, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day we found out that their name was Retribution. I don't know how WWE.com got their scoop. And none of the news sites did. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are named Retribution for now. Uh, afterwards, Charlie Caruso interviewed MVP Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley about their losses. And it led to them heading underground. But we'll get to that. We'll put a pin in that. Because after that, we saw... Well, earlier on, I should say, Dominic was interviewed backstage. Challenged Seth to a match for SummerSlam. And then later on, Murphy was watching footage of what he did last week. And Rollins is like, you made the right choice. I'm proud of you. Then Murphy brings up SummerSlam, and Seth Rollins smiles. Outside, later on in the ring, Murphy and Rollins are out there. Seth... Ends up questioning Tom Phillips, getting in his face whether or not he's a professional or not, because he was cheering on Dominic last week. Yeah. He tried to have Buddy Murphy take out Tom, but Samoa Joe stands up. This was, I think, what I would say this was the most exciting thing on Monday Night Raw. This may have been the most exciting thing that we've seen from Samoa Joe in a long time. Yeah, Joe, like, 100%, like, stood up. Got in his face, got it was. I thought that was awesome, but they went back in the ring and challenged Joe, and uh, then randomly cut to commercial. Yeah, I was really hoping that this was going to lead to Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins or but, Buddy, but it, it comes back from commercial. Joe's regularly back on just back on commentary as if nothing happened, and, and Dominic came out, jumped Rollins from behind with a kendo stick. Uh, and Rollins ended up accepting the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to Seth Rollins versus Dominic at SummerSlam. 
I can't believe I'm saying something like that, but I'm actually I've been super invested in this storyline. I'm I'm a, I'm here for it. But Monday yeah. Night Raw ends with another segment of Raw Underground where Dolph Ziggler was wrestling. That's where it was like the most that was the moment where I was like, okay, I could somewhat be okay with this because of how I wanted that amateur style tournament. And you had Dolph Ziggler here wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I could maybe get behind it, but it's still like super like, what the hell are you doing here? But yeah. her business went down there. Lashley MVP and Shelton Benjamin all took people on. Dio Madden was one of them. The guy who used to do commentary for Monday Night Raw stood up to Brock Lesnar and then got taken out by Brock Lesnar. We have not seen him since then. Um, And it was kind of weird that we haven't seen him since because he he was talented. Yeah, but it ends with uh, the Hurt Business taking everyone out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that it was a cool, interesting way to end Raw. But on the other hand, I was waiting for... I thought that there was going to be something more to it. Because especially with Retribution. Um, Were you expecting like a Sharks versus uh, whatever their other name is? (laughs) I don't know. I I thought that maybe we were going to see them come into the scene. And then maybe them align with... And like MVP be the leader of them or... I was so uh, happy when WWE.com was like, oh, by the way... We heard there's going to be a new stable on Monday Night Raw causing chaos tonight. I was like, dear God, please don't let this turn into Nation of Domination. Uh, yeah, yeah. And luckily it didn't, so. Yeah. That was Monday Night Raw. Moving on over to uh, NXT. Dakota Kai defeats Rhea Ripley to become the number one contender for the WWE NXT Women's Championship. Um, I... This was a good match. I liked when Dakota Kai reversed the prism trap. I don't know if we've seen that before. I don't think so. We might have, but it's just like, I mean, it's her main like submission move. So, oh yeah, it's, it's huge. Uh, But Mercedes Martinez ends up kicking Rhea Ripley behind the referee's back. And it allowed Dakota Kai to hit the GTK while Ripley was draped off of the top turnbuckle, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish she was able to win on her own, but I'll take whatever because we're going to be seeing Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai at TakeOver now, so that's awesome. I'm all for it. And then Mercedes Martinez continued the beatdown on Rhea Ripley after the match. And uh, later on, Robert Stonebrand was asked about Martinez interfering in Rhea's match. And Stone was like, just because Rhea's done with them doesn't mean that we're done with her. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, so that's going to continue. The yeah, that's going to be good. Next, go yeah, on. Next, no, next, next up, you had Bronson Reed pick up the victory over Shane Thorne. Uh, been a while since we saw Shane Thorne. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bronson Reed picked up the victory um, as expected to because yeah, everything definitely really expected. Trying to... But it was a really, I, I really enjoyed this match as, as well. It was, it was quick, but. I got enjoyment from it. I liked it. At one point when Bronson Reed was uh, hanging all over and off of the, the top turnbuckle, Shane mm-hmm. Thorne did a, a, like a running jumping senton. 
to his back, which yeah. I thought was really cool. I've, I've never seen anyone do that before. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, it was a good agreed. win uh, for Bronson Reed leading, oh, oh, well, with takeovers two and a half weeks or so away. Or yeah. two weeks at, at this point. But So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and up next we saw Damian Priest defeat Oni Lorcan and Ridge Holland to advance in the NXT TakeOver ladder match. This was uh, another... These triple threat matches have been really good. I've been very entertained by these ladder match spot matches. Yeah. I think Oni Lorcan is so good. And Ridge Holland definitely surprised me. This was my first time seeing Ridge Holland... I would have thought for sure Ridge was going to be the one to win this, but... Really? Why? I just... I mean, they aired... I guess... I mean, I understand more so it's a a vignette or so in an introductory video that they aired last week. Mm -hmm. Rather than like, oh, let's let's introduce him further and push him out there. Like, he's going to win sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Uh yeah, I like the Oni Lorkin though was fantastic in this. I really I wish he moved on to the ladder match. But hopefully mm-hmm. one day we'll see Oni Lorkin versus Ridge. Cuz they they were that, both like super hard hitting in this. Yeah, that could definitely be something for next week or the week after. Uh but um, uh next... William Regal announced that Dexter Loomis won't be medically cleared due to an injury which sucks. Uh, but he announced that in two weeks, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, and Ridge Holland, as well as somebody, the loser, the person who didn't tap out or or pin, get pinned from next mm-hmm. week's match, will compete for the final spot in the, the ladder match. And next week is going to be Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus a mystery opponent. Can it be Aleister Black? Hmm... I don't think so. You definitely not a mystery opponent. They like, come on, who are you going to build up? You can't just leave in a mystery opponent and not have some, not have it be somebody big. I think Alistair Black might be the next North American champion. I don't know because Alistair Black, you have him with the Seth Rollins and everything. He's he's gone. His eyes out. His eyes taken out. He's gone. No. I, it's got to be, I think that mystery opponent has to be the next North American champion. It's not, it's not Aleister Black. We shall see. But after that, we saw Keith Lee defeat Cameron Grimes. Um, I think for the way that Grimes has been treating, treated, I, this match went on way too long. I agree with you. Especially with Keith Lee being Keith Lee. Yeah, I did. I like the mailbox spot that Grimes did off the ropes, but and then tried to pin Keith Lee using the ropes, but mm-hmm. to no avail. But I just think it should have been a shorter, quicker match. But Karrion Cross was backstage, beat up a bunch of people because William Regal won't grant him a title match against Keith Lee. He doesn't want to earn it. He just wants a title shot. Yeah, he just wants to be given it. Um, and then earlier in the night, they showed footage of Brizongo arriving at, at Full Sail. And they end mm-hmm. up getting attacked by El Legado del Fantasma. And they end up taking Fandango. And later on, El Legado del Fantasma dragged him out to the ring. And Santos Escobar spoke about how Brizongo spit in the legacy. 
or spit on the legacy, I guess you would say, of Lucha Libre. And Breeze tried to make the save, but got taken out. And then Santo, Santos uh, issued a warning to Swerve Scott, saying, keep my name out of your mouth, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, or I don't know, I was going to say maybe at SummerSlam, but with the way they're taking that title, maybe it'll be at uh, TakeOver 20, uh, 30, geez. Yeah, yeah, so it's an NXT title, so I would guess we would expect it at Takeover rather than than SummerSlam. Yeah, makes sense. After that, though, we had the second to last match of the evening. We saw Tegan Knox defeat Indy Hartwell. Very, huh? I was okay. So. Pat McAfee was introduced for commentary for this match. And it was annoying that a majority of the match McAfee was talking about everything other than the match. Every every now and again you'd hear Morrow call something for the match, but this was very clear that it was a throwaway match just to make it seem like Pat McAfee isn't just randomly there for Uni- uh, United, Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. that was very annoying and I really, really, really hated the fact that they used a women's match like that, especially Tegan Knox, to just put over Pat McAfee. Yeah. It's... I don't know. It did nothing it was... for Tegan, it did nothing for Indy Hartwell. Not at all. Very, Not very all. annoying. In Indy Hartwell, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with her. I think she has a lot of potential. Yeah, she's already got a win on television for mm-hmm. for always important. Me, kind of do the Robert Stone brand, but but the main yeah. event for the NXT Tag Team Championships: Imperium defeats Undisputed Era. Pat was on commentary for this again. Drove Beth Phoenix out of commentary. Off of commentary, she left. She was fed up. Pat made short jokes about Adam Cole. Adam Cole throws water on him. That was the focus of this segment. Kyle O'Reilly's yeah, took, first match back since March. Throwaway match. Just to further yeah, took Adam every, Cole. Took everything off of that. And I didn't know, like, McAfee's mannerisms. It was weird. It's like he's playing a heel, but he's playing innocent. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's very clear that that's what's that's what's happening. That's we're supposed to hate him. Yeah, he's he's antagonizing the wrestler. Very weird. Um, So DX ends up holding Adam Cole back, and Mm -hmm. Pat punts Adam Cole in the ribs while he's draped on the commentary table. Pat was a punter, in case you're listening to this and didn't know that. For the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts in the NFL. The NFL is a football league. I don't care about the NFL. <laughs> and who are who are the Colts? Yeah. Cabana. I have no idea. <laughs> a team from Chicago, perhaps? I don't know. No. Um, but yeah, this was, again, it was just a throwaway match, which was absurd. This, mm-hmm. I put it any other way, this match would have killed. Put it on a takeover without the involvement of what we saw and the show would have killed. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't, I, it was Kyle's first match back in months and it was, it was meaningless. 
But then later, uh, another day, Triple H went on ESPN, I don't remember the show, and laid out the challenge to Pat McAfee on behalf of Adam Cole. So at TakeOver 30, if McAfee accepts, we will be seeing Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. This basically turning Undisputed Era into faces now. They've beat up every heel they could possibly beat up. Now they're facing. Now they are heel uh, faces. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't. Why should we care about McAfee versus Adam Cole? I know that it's been like, it. honestly, <laughs> it's going to sound so stupid, but it might be the longest running feud in NXT right now. Well, for sure. I mean, this has been going on for a years. very long time. It's been years, I believe. Since uh, maybe even since Adam Cole debuted in WWE. I know. I remember really? one time because they, they they did like early on. They did uh, Pat McAfee. I think they were. I don't know if they were in Indianapolis or whatever. He was mm-hmm. at an NXT show and did stuff with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that at all, but it was like a, a, a live event. I... I kind of remember something about it, but not too well. Yeah. So that'll probably end up happening at TakeOver. Uh, Moving on to SmackDown. It opens up with a Firefly Funhouse where Bray Wyatt had a bunch of pictures of Braun Strowman hanging up. And Bray blamed Braun for what The Fiend Mm -hmm. did to Alexa Bliss last week. Yeah. And basically, it made it seem like that wasn't going to be the end of The Fiend that night. Mm-hmm. But the first matchup we saw was Matt Riddle defeating Sheamus via disqualification. I have absolutely no idea how Chad Gable wasn't the opponent here. But he's the one that caused the disqualification. And Riddle took him out. And then after the match, Sheamus hit Chad Gable with two bro kicks. So I think Sheamus is a face now? I don't think <laughs> Sheamus is a face. I don't see the reason why I thought that was because Sheamus afterwards got in King Corbin's face about the bounty. And I can't see mm-hmm. them building a random feud between two heels without Sheamus or just in general two heels. Yeah, And also, there was another random woman backstage with Corbin. I have no idea why that's a thing. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get that. Was she also from The know. Bachelor? or I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. But they had but... the dirt sheet, the mics got cut out, and then they poked fun at Retribution. They're like, you're not scheduled for this. But then they had a guest. Yeah, they were on... saying. Then they're like, "Oh, they're they're on Monday Night Raw." Yeah, they had a guest, like... which was Mandy Rose's hair, the, and the, yeah. the voice being done by both Miz and Morrison. Where I could swear to God, John Morrison probably has a decent Mickey Mouse impression. But they, huh. <laughs> they eventually, he it sounded somewhat similar to the new like Mickey Mouse shorts. But uh, I'm not familiar with him. They eventually brought Sonya Deville out makes fun of Mandy, they make fun of Heavy Machinery, Heavy Machinery comes out and cleans house. Yeah. Later on, they had a good promo from Heavy Machinery backstage, I thought that was good. Uh, So that was building to the main event. 
match up next saw Cesaro defeat Lince Dorado, which was my favorite match of the night. I wish we just got an hour worth of this. <laughs> this was a super fun match. I would have, I, I don't know. I just would have liked more time. Yeah, Cesaro, yeah, yeah. I like working that somewhat Lucha style because he can. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to see. And uh, the lights also flickered during this. Yeah, I, it's. I is it safe to say that this is associated to retribution? Well, yeah. Now, I mean, hello. <laughs> I I don't. Maybe maybe it's totally separate. Come on. Who knows? I don't know. But I wish Lindsay Dorado won this match to see it more like build towards SummerSlam. For I was surprised that Lindsay. I was actually surprised Lindsay didn't win the match. But something that I liked in the match was where. Um, they were on the outside of the ring, and Lindsay used the the hockey glass. Um, yeah, the hockey glass for the hit to assist his hurricanrana. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it was just overall it was good. Last week you gave him a Twitch shout out. Go go check him out on Twitch, Lucha Lit Station, I believe. Yeah. Um, after that, we saw the Fiend come out. Cuts to commercial break, and then The Fiend is in the ring with Alexa Bliss, and I swear to God, I thought it was a replay from last week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We had no idea how Alexa Bliss got in the ring, but he goes, he teases the mandible claw on Alexa Bliss, and she stops Mm -hmm. him and then starts, like, rubbing his face. And then Braun appears on the screen and said that he doesn't even care about Alexa Bliss. And he accepts the Fiend's challenge, saying he could have whatever he wants, and really hyped himself up as the monster. Dude, monster. Yeah, he was doing a deeper voice and everything. I don't know what this is going to lead to at SummerSlam. If, yeah. if the Fiend can have anything he wants, I don't know what kind of stipulation it'll be. Mm-hmm. But surely it's not going to be a normal match. So, Yeah, something's going to be happening with that. Um, for sure. Match up next, we saw Jeff Hardy defeat King Corbin via disqualification because Sheamus made his way out to hit a bro kick on Jeff. But that's fine because the match was, like, for me, it wasn't, it it really wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah. And Jeff, I think, really needed the win. Could have used, like, a normal win, but... Mm -hmm. But then it leads into Sheamus picking up a victory over King Corbin because Matt Riddle jumps in out of no, out of nowhere and then he rolls out of the ring, <laughs> distracts King Corbin, and Sheamus gets the victory there. So that's like the weirdest... Uh, how many people are involved? King Corbin, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle, and Chad Gable. Five-man feud. It's... I don't know. It's... I... It, it, it's going to be Corbin and Gable. Well, They're no, going Corbin to... and Gable are seemingly to be like partners right now. Exactly. Like they're pairing the two of them up together, which is really interesting because they're two different wrestlers in total. Right. So, but I'm really looking forward to that. After this, we saw the golden role models backstage. And Sasha Banks was talking to Bailey about um, her match, about having how Bailey has to face Asuka on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. But it was interrupted by a dude who was completely corpsing, 
telling telling them that they have a video conference with Stephanie McMahon in the ring. Uh, which leads into them in the ring with a video conference with Stephanie McMahon. Uh, where Stephanie McMahon, which by the way, I thought was really funny, where uh, they were like kind of nervous to talk to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. But Stephanie McMahon announced that Sasha Banks will defend the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Um, I don't, I, I would assume it's going to be against Asuka. Yeah. So the match on Monday is, I guess, meaningless. But, um, I guess so. It, sometimes the connections of everything, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But she also announced a triple brand battle Royal for SmackDown next week, where the winner will be facing Bailey at SummerSlam. So I'm hoping it's either Tegan Knox or uh, Curveball in Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I just I like who else would you want to see? It's going to be a battle royal of all the women on SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. It's going to be fun to watch, you know. At least I don't have to turn it to YouTube to watch it. I just hope it's somebody that's like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hope that it's somebody who's uh, who like we wouldn't expect or haven't seen on a SmackDown yet, or in a long time at least. <laughs> well, but, somebody that you mentioned before to me, Carmella. Yeah, Carmella has not been on TV in months to the point where I thought maybe she was pregnant. But I saw mm-hmm. her on their podcast, her and Corey do a podcast or whatever, and then a live video gimmick with it. So mm-hmm. She definitely doesn't. She doesn't look pregnant. So, no, I, yeah, um, yeah, but I'm I'm hoping for NXT to take over at SummerSlam. <laughs> the main event we saw was Heavy Machinery, Heavy Machinery versus Miz and John Morrison, which ends in a no contest. More flickering lights during this. Uh, about two months since we've seen Heavy Machinery in action, so it was nice to see them actually back. But Mandy ran down, attacked Sonya during this, and it the, the, the ref called for a bell. And it was like a pull-apart brawl between them, which led to arguing backstage. I'm just going to say, I like Mandy's look. Yeah, she looked, yeah, she looked nice with the shorter hair. Yeah, the short hair. It's not like the Bailey short up to her um, her shoulders, yeah. you know? It, it looked good. But I love everything with Mandy and Sonya. I love that this has been building up and building up and building up. And I love the fact that out of all of this, we're getting Sonya Deville on the mic so often. Yeah. And she's every time she has the mic or just even the camera on her, Sonya Deville has been hitting home runs, and it's so much fun to just watch. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, they were arguing backstage. The lights go out, and they just like suddenly stop. And Retribution runs into the ring with weapons. They attack people from the performance center. They spray painted stuff ringside. Uh, and they attacked then... everyone in there, you know, even. Uh, males and, and female, you know? So yeah, you... cameramen were getting attacked. Yeah. One of them busted out a chainsaw and <laughs> ripped up the rope. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely an interesting aspect. 
So I, I don't know who's in it. People were saying Vanessa Bourne. People uh, were saying Champa for sure. Dijakovic. Uh, but kind of, I kind of wish we were seeing like a takeover of El Legado del del Fantasma. Yeah. I want this I, to be like where they're where when they're masked, they're retribution or whatever. But when they're unmasked, they're like the the largest stable in WWE. Hmm. We're here, like look at what you guys did, did to Rey Mysterio. Look at what you guys did to this to treat treat this person, that person. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, that's just who I would hope it's, for it to be. Although I don't know, I saw people saying. Uh, It'd be cool if it was 205 Live guys and it's like retribution because you guys don't pay attention to us even though we go out there week after week and absolutely kill it. And then you mentioned Donovan, uh, Donovan Dijak. No, Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Yeah, Uh You know, it's one of those things. But uh, I don't know. I don't even know who I want it to be in this. Yeah, I don't you know. I don't, I don't really even... know either. It's like it's the newer Nexus. <laughs> we have the we had Nexus, we have the new Nexus, now we have the newer Nexus. The one bad thing about all of this is look at what happened to the last stable that got put together. And how and what like it was um what's his face? Uh Andrade, it was um Austin Theory, that group, you know? Right, and it ended up going on every single week, but they barely got it out of a month. I think like it didn't go as long as we wanted it to because they started to fight with each other very quickly. Well, we still have so, we we do have El Legado del Fantasma, we have yeah. Undisputed Era, so, and now we we have the Hurt Business on Raw. Yeah, but where does this stable fit in? You know, where is it going to fit in? I got, oh, well, we were talking the other day about Monday Night Raw needing heels. Well, here you go. Here's your answer. We have heels now. Maybe. Why? Why do you, why? Well, because in another sense, it could just be like, we don't care about what's going on in the current product. We're better than everybody. We're, we're actually the good guys. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to think of Retribution. I mean, the the stuff on Monday was complete garbage. Tonight, SmackDown was like, that was... Better. Yeah. It was better. You know, Monday didn't really rope you in, but tonight... Monday was garbage. That was absolutely awful. Yeah, but tonight really got your attention because... I mean, everybody was watching because you wanted to see who it was, what was going to happen. And I liked when Nexus did I liked when they did that. Of I course, like Nexus, yeah. So I'm gonna like a group. The one like thing, this if the one thing I like didn't, that. the one thing I didn't like about this segment was that nobody came out to defend WWE. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Like nobody came out to defend their ring. Yeah, or any, and like take the beat down from them. I, I don't know. Um, outside, I, outside of the workers from the NXT, you know. I hope that one of these members is not Xavier Woods. Why? Why do I hope it's not? Yeah. I understand they're giving Big E a singles push, but 
I want, I don't want New Day to just be end like the end. That that's it. I don't want them. I don't want that to be the end. So. Uh, I I I okay. I'm I don't know. Yeah. So that was. I, I don't know. I I think that I, I'm sorry. I, I think that it's really the only way to... I really don't want I don't want to see day. I don't think we're getting it... What if this is actually the hackers? What if like that's going to tie into it? They're flickering the lights on and off and everything. Well, it was rumored that, well, to be Xavier Woods as a hacker the last time and uh, Mustafa Ali. And there was a woman's voice, so I don't know. I I don't know. I think that the hacker stuff should still be Woods, so that would be the only reason I wouldn't want him. Yeah, but then that'd be, uh, that's even more stuff that's goofy. Yeah, I I, I guess that's true. Very yeah. true. But that was SmackDown. So, hey, hey, Chris. Brandon got a oh hey Chris match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yes, match of the week this week for selfish reasons was Cody and Matt Cardona facing off against the Dark Order of John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Um, because hey, as Brandon alluded to on our Twitter account at Mark and Out, it uh, three of the four members of that ma- match Hell were yeah. former guests of Mark and Out, um, and it was good to see Matt back on our television screen. And I'll take we- pride in that. And I take yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, we're all very happy for all those three guys and all the success that they've had. You know, they've got autograph signings. You know, I know Johnny and Alex are doing an autograph signing coming up um, out in Medford here on Long Island. You know, Matt and the success that he's had with the Major Wrestling Figure 5 podcast and everything in WWE and now AEW. So, um, yeah, awesome. Great match. Bravo. See where it is to come. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Waka waka. The first shout-out is going to Alton Brown's Quarantine Kitchen, which is something he's been doing every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on YouTube since we've been in quarantine. And I've, uh, I enjoy watching him and his wife cook. I think it's cool. It's, now it's more difficult to do that because Impact is on at that time slot as well. But uh, you could go back and rewatch past episodes and it's always cool to see a chef cook live on youtube uh another that, Brandon. i don't think so but we'll another link, we'll link up the youtube channel youtube.com slash marknet 11 yeah you just hook it up to your webcam and then you could just cook in the kitchen it'll be great I like so. i plan on live streaming no mercy on our youtube channel soon i have all the pieces of equipment i tested it out this week uh and i got obs working on this computer and it's gonna happen soon guys Chris is head fed of marking out. Continue, sorry. <laughs> uh, another Twitch account is going to be getting a shout out this week. It's it's twitch.tv slash the violin habit. Uh, I randomly clicked onto her stream the other night and she was playing violin and viola. I went through her song list and I saw the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. And I'm a huge fan of those movies, so I requested that. <clears throat> but because I'm a mark, I suggested <laughs> For hard to look up Shinsuke Nakamura's theme on YouTube. And somebody in the chat goes, brother, she's got it on the list. <laughs> nice. And I popped big time. I requested it. It was cool to hear her perform that live. And uh, and 
she said she knows absolutely nothing about professional wrestling other than seeing Shinsuke Nakamura's like entrance. I, I don't know if somebody had suggested to sh- suggested it to her previously or something, but that's all she knew was really the theme and his entrance. So I thought it was cool that she played it and it was it was spot on. So check her out on Twitch. And the last shout out sticking with Twitch goes to Melissa Santos because she hosts the pre-show and commercial breaks live on Twitch during Impact Wrestling TV. And I definitely prefer that over TV commercials, even though for some reason this past week, every like three minutes I was getting a damn ad on, on, on Twitch. It was infuriating me. But I appreciate the fact that Impact has that during a break. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I like Melissa Santos. Yeah, she's asking Brian eggs, uh, Brian Cage how many eggs he eats in the morning. <laughs> I, I saw, what, what was the... Somebody, oh, somebody asked her if Taz was there, and she read it, and she goes, I'm going to get fired for reading this, or in trouble for reading these. I can't do that. Yeah, I know, God. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our moment of the week. Mark out moment of the week. Hopefully, uh, we didn't just err all the way through it. Uh, Mark outs. What do you got for there, Brandon? Uh, well, first, I'm going to start with Netflix announcing a crossover show featuring the Big Show show and three other sitcoms for Netflix that comes to Netflix next week. What is um, it like uh, at TGI Friday? Remember that like TGI Friday where they, everybody just mashed up together? I don't remember them ever doing. Well, actually, no. I remember uh, uh, Urkel being on Full House, but I don't really remember like crossover events. That's more of like a Disney Channel thing. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so they're doing all the sitcoms. Unfortunately, Fuller House is not involved. They're just, like, officially done. It's officially in the bag. <sighs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think apparently Big Show announced this back in July, and I had no idea. But he uh, also had a, announced a Christmas episode of the Big Show show coming out later this year in, I guess, December, November, uh, Christmas time. So it'll be of cool course. to see uh, uh, more episodes of the Big Show show. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest news, it was like it's such a weird Monday. You wake up with news that The Rock, along with his ex-wife and current uh, business partner, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital purchased XFL. For $15 million. (laughs) The Rock probably made that in his sleep. I was like, oh, got this extra money. Let me just buy the XFL. Everything The Rock touches except for Doom was gold. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was friends with The Rock to pop him on that. but (laughs) Pop in the boys. (laughs) But yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, the XFL, when they started, I watched, I think, two out of the games from the first day, and it was good. The football itself was obviously, like, not NFL's style football but yeah it was a much more enjoyable game time just flew by and i i really enjoyed it cool so it should be interesting to see where the rock goes with the xfl this is like almost straight out of ballers on hbo which is also unfortunate that it's down uh not down uh no longer on the air it's it's uh had its serious finale yeah, somebody mentioned that on Twitter. Like, yeah, and you thought Ballers was over. <laughs> yeah, Spencer Strasmore back in the game. Yeah, that's it. Check it um, out. Check it out on uh, HBO Max. 
Yeah, sick. Um, I just marked out a little bit because WrestlePro is, uh, you know, back to doing events and they're doing outdoor events. And the, it looks like the main event of their September 13th show is going to be Brian Myers versus Heath versus Brian Pillman Jr. Damn. So we know uh, if you listen to their podcast, you know how big of a mark Brian is for Brian Pillman. So it's cool that he actually gets to get in the ring with him. I, I think uh, Myers with Creative Pro was one of like the very first people to book him on the East Coast. Yeah. I think. I remember like... Brian Pillman did a move, and I still have no idea whether or not it was on purpose or not. Um, I don't. I don't remember what what if it what it was specifically. Where, but he like it ended on his knees, where it looked like it could have been dangerous, but it looked really cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that should be a really cool match. Yeah, it should be. Um, I marked a lot of stuff with uh, Talking Shop Mania, which was fun. Um, you know, certain certain things within the podcast as i said i popped huge when they said to get his damn he walks off his damn property <laughs> which i thought was great um and uh, at the end the complete end of the show where the uh the rooster torturer came out um if you're a fan of the show you know what i was talking about um it was great talking chop mania was great um and the show was great marking out 496 we're almost there to our 500th episode. Haven't missed a week. Bravo to us. Thank you for listening again, ladies and gentlemen. You can find this on all of your major podcasting applications, including Spotify, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, and you can email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Our merchandise is ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, and you can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. Dave, if he was here, at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And Brandon on both Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Until next week, we wish you the... the- Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a